Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. You know, when you go through tough times like this, maybe it makes you a better team. You know, for Connor and for Dreisaitl, those guys have had uh, nice careers, and they've hit a little bump in the road, and it's going to make them better, it's going to make them stronger, and it's going to make them great people. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Malalu. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot. Now, Bob Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 6.30 Shed. for joining you in studio, in a different studio. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitech. 630Chad uses Digitech for their copiers and their printers. Their service is excellent. They now sell supplies for all brands of printers at Big Savings, digitechsupplies.ca. Uh, Brendan, so nice to see you. I'm not quite sure I want to be this close to you, but... Uh, yeah, this is scary. This is... Uh, we are within about uh, two feet of one another. I can so. throw something at you. I could... Uh you know, slap you. Stand, stand, stand in line. There's lots of people <laughs> that have wanted to throw stuff at me over the years here in Oilers now. Uh, special thanks to Ryan Jesperson for his involvement in uh, uh, today's show. Uh, just having fun with you, Ryan. Uh, this is Oilers Now. It is a Tuesday. That means Stoffer Inspector brought to you by our friends from Horse Racing Alberta Live Racing at Northlands Park coming up on uh, Saturday where uh, there is a chance for Justify uh, to win the Triple Crown. In the Belmont. It is Justify, isn't it? It's not the horse that's uh, won the first two legs of the Triple Crown. That will take place in New York at Belmont. 
And speaking of New York, if you've not heard breaking news involving what could turn out to be several former Edmonton Oilers, uh, Lou Lamarillo has gone into the New York Islanders organization. He has uh, fired Garth Snow as general manager and fired former Oilers captain Doug Waite. The same Doug Waite that has Luke Richardson, Freddie Barathwaite, Kelly Buckberger, all former teammates with him uh, in Edmonton on his coaching staff, uh, not to mention Scott Gomez. Uh, So some big changes coming with the New York Islanders organization. That is a quick look at NHL Today brought to you by our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear. Again, elite promotional marketing. More than just sportswear. So it didn't take, uh, Brendan, it didn't take Lou long to set the message, to get things sent the way of the New York Islanders organization. Well, it makes sense that Lou wants to put a stamp on the organization. I thought that I was under the understanding that they were going to work together, though, him and Snow. Well, that's like, I thought they were friends, yeah, that's, apparently. So that's a bit of surprise. No surprise, I guess, on the coaching staff. You have a new GM there. He probably wants to bring in his own guys. That makes sense. Yeah. Feel for Doug Wade a little bit. But. I do. Uh, that team was not very good defensively in the second half of the season, and that was a contributing factor to them not making the playoffs. I, I would suggest to you that uh, from a technical perspective, I don't know if they were considered a top-flight organization in terms of uh, coaching against them however what do you have what do you absolutely have to have to have good defense got to have goaltending they did not have that last year and i think that uh brendan that's uh, that's going to get us right to about last night because the question i have for you as a washington capitals fan is does that now open up a spot for barry trotz uh, could there be a potential when you think about it i mean uh, barry trotz is one game away from winning the stanley cup of the washington capitals he like john carlson is going to hit the home run as an unrestricted free agent out of the marketplace um some people would suggest the Washington Capitals are closer to winning the Stanley Cup than the New York Islanders. Uh, what we've seen with Lou Lamarillo is he knows he does things his own way. This is a guy, just so you know, when he was the general manager of the New Jersey Devils and their American Hockey League uh, farm team in Albany, he before there was direct deposit, he personally delivered the checks to the players on the farm team. Think about that for a second. Uh, so you, are you concerned at all that you might be losing your coach here, or do you think it doesn't matter? Well, I don't know if Trotz fits what the Islanders are trying to do. Like We know he likes to play that defensive style a little bit, and I don't know if the Islanders have the makeup right now for Trotz to work there, but of course Lamarillo could turn, turn that around in a hurry, I guess. I don't know, Bob. I have no idea what the, what's going to happen here with uh, Trotz. You probably have a better idea. If I was Washington, I would do everything to keep him. Well, if, if they can, but if he doesn't want to, and there's a strained relationship with McClellan, then it's not meant to be. I guess they are one game. They are one game away from the, winning the Stanley Cup. Uh, they have, Barry Trotz has done a stellar job uh, coaching against John Cooper with Tampa Bay in Round Three in the Eastern Conference Final. And uh, well, I mean, hey, they, did they not beat Pittsburgh too? And Mike Sullivan in Round Two, uh, and uh, up three games to one against Vegas. One of the things that's been successful, and I talked to a couple coaches last night. Uh, following the game, uh, the all right. So some things have happened here. Number one, Braden Holpe has been better, better than Mark Andre Fleury in the Stanley Cup final. Uh, the other thing that's happened is for two straight series now, teams that can really skate had trouble gaining anything through the neutral zone, and part of it is the approach that Washington's had in what some might think is a modified one one th- uh, one three one. Uh, the fact is, and some might say, well, they're they're trapping a bit. I would say they're counter-striking, uh, and Trotz, this has been a masterclass on his part head-to-head against Gerard Gallant. Um, 
It is three games to one in the series as we go to the Demi Moore Classic about last night. Uh, the calls all from uh, John Walton, and we'll start with TJ Oshie opening up the scoring in the first period. Here comes Kuznetsov, bringing up the rear after Carlson dropped it to him. The carry in along the left side by Maxim. Kuznetsov and a shot rebound. He scores! T.J. Oshie on the rebound with 10.06 to go in the first. It's one nothing. Washington in game four. All right, so T.J. Oshie, who was a big player in last night's game, makes a one nothing, And then a guy who uh, clearly is an elite. He's on the verge of becoming a very good power forward in the National Hockey League because he can really skate. He hits. He antagonizes. Tom Wilson makes it two zip. Face off. One by the Caps. Wilson strong out of the corner. Leading for Kuznetsov. The pass in front. And a shot from Wilson. They score! Capitals uh, 2-0 lead, and they really blew the game open in the second period. And how about the setup on the John Carlson goal, pending unrestricted free agent? you got to think that anything that he signs is going to start with a 7 moving forward in terms of an AAV. Carlson with a bomb on a setup from, uh, right now for me, the runaway Conn Smythe uh, trophy winner. The man with the special dance. What do I call that? The pterodactyl? The pterodactyl. They're yeah. calling it the pterodactyl, but Jenny Kazantsov has been brilliant. He's a hell of a player, and he uh, feeds one up, serves one up on a platter for John Carlson. Capital showing the Ovechkin at center point formation here as Kuznetsov goes cross ice. Carlson scores from Ovechkin's office. Carlson makes it four nothing Washington, and the Golden Knights are headed toward the brink late in the second period in game four. A little bit of rough stuff in the third period. Uh, one topic we're going to bring up with Mark Spector. Uh, Barry Trotz had his first unit power play on the ice with a 5-2 lead in the third period. And uh, ultimately, on right, en route to a 6-2 victory, John Car- uh, Walton with the uh, final call in the Caps' uh, 6-2 win. The puck drops. Back into the Washington zone. Brooks Orpik takes control. And that's it. Good morning. Good afternoon. And good night, Vegas. And for Ron Weber, good night, Miss Twiddle. The Washington Capitals are one victory away from the Stanley Cup. They beat Vegas 6-2. to two. All right, so uh, we had some rough stuff. Uh, part of it, uh, I, I, you know, it's interesting with Gerard Gallant, uh, and I'll relate the story to you. I think we brought it up once or twice in the past. Uh, Matt Hendricks crushed Aaron Ekblad. It was a borderline hit. Put it this way, if, uh, if Aaron Ekblad had hit Connor McDavid that way, I would expect three or four Oilers to jump him. And, uh, and Hendricks went back into Florida, and they dressed Sean Thornton, and the Oilers dressed Luke Gazdick, and Gerard Gallant was yipping. At some of the order, well, specifically at Matt Hendricks. And in, in coaching circles, coaches talk to coaches, players talk to players, and broadcasters chirp broadcasters. That's kind of how it works. And in the broadcasters' uh, sense, chirping means, hey, you got to pay the bill. Uh, but uh, anyhow, I digress. It did get a little bit nasty late in the game. I mean, they had Ryan Reeves out there killing penalties in the final minute and a half. What do you think he was out there to do? He was out there to inflict pain. What's your didn't point? like the England hit one bit either. 
You didn't like the what about the McNabb hit? Well, yeah, that like it was. It was what, what a surprise! They what, were trying to send a message. Mark's a big fan of Braden McNabb, so <laughs> yeah, we'll have a conversation is. with Speck coming up on Braden McNabb. Speck will say he could play for his team. My, my point is, he, he generally speaking, almost invariably, always targets star players, and uh, you get away with that uh, in today's game. Three one, Washington is up there, game away from uh, winning their first ever Stanley Cup. Brendan, before we get to ah, let's get to some comments in last night's game. John Carlson had this to say on what worked uh, last night in the six two victory. I think we just had a good approach and we're going to need more of that I think um, you know wins and losses we've we've come out with a a better plan for the next game throughout the whole playoffs and um, it's easy to you know just over your, exert yourself in some areas in a, in a big game like this, and I think we we came in balanced and, and ready to go, and um, you know, it, uh, it paid off for us tonight. All right, uh, if Jenny Kuznetsov, who's been brilliant in the series, four assists in last night's game, I think there's only been five players with four assists in the last 30 years in a Stanley Cup final. Uh, Wayne Gretzky had four in a game back in 1988. If Jenny Kuznetsov on trying to finish off the Golden Knights on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they they against the wall, and they have to they have to show their best. But uh, same time, we have to play our best. All right, that's what Jenny Kuznets off. What? <laughs> no, I just laughing how short he was there. Yeah, well, he's brief comments. He's a good player. Oh yeah, he's a hell of a player. Now but, you think he's the runaway favorite for the Conn Smythe? Either him or Holpe. Well, well, I, I, guess think, I still think Ovechkin is going to win it. Do you? Well, what did Elliot Friedman, Kelly Rudy, and Kiprios all say during the second intermission? They're what? all voting for Ovechkin. Are they? But I think because that's had two more points in the third, so maybe that tilts it a little bit. Well, how many points does Ovi have? 27, I believe. And what's... Because oh, oh. he's 26. Because Nitsov is... He has like, 30, 31. Yeah, he's got 31 points, man. There's only been I like... Know, there's but... Only, Kessel led the playoffs in scoring when Crosby won his first consummate. Kuznetsov's been fantastic. Know, yeah. They've got the, now they're one-two punch down the middle, pretty good. Kuznetsov and Backstrom, right? Like we've seen the emergence. I just think that everyone's going to vote for Ovechkin. Still, is what I'm getting at. No, that's a possibility. I, hey, tell us who should win the. Uh, uh, you know, tell us who should win the Smythe. If Ovechkin scores in, who's been the money player for Washington? Well, Ovechkin scored the game winner in uh, Game Seven against Tampa Bay, but uh, Nets have scored the winner against Pittsburgh in overtime. So, yeah, that to me was the one. So, all right, here's how you get hold of us. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. It's brought to you by the River Cree Resort and Casino. They've got blood, sweat, and tears featuring. Uh, Bo Bice from American Idol on June 29th. Uh, they've also got Nazareth, August 10th. Tickets at uh, Ticketmaster.ca. You can email us at lettersnow at 630chat.com. You can text us at 630-630 for our friends at Westlock Ford. Uh, if you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. No high-pressure sales job, low-key approach. It's worth the drive to get your new ride. We are on Twitter as well. You can tweet me at Oilers Now. Tweet uh, or at the show at Oilers Now. Tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, Brendan at Brendan Ulrich. And a reminder, today is a Tuesday. That means Stoffer Inspector brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. HRA Live Racing. Is it Justify? Is that the name of the horse going for the Triple Crown? Uh, uh, on Saturday at Northlands uh, Park uh, from Belmont. Again, uh, I got a ton of stuff, uh, and you can text us at 630-630. We're going to get to some Westlock Ford text and comments from John Shannon and Todd Nelson on yesterday's appearance of Oilers Now. 
When you want to fly your Oilers' colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show room on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. Welcome back, everybody. All right, let's get to some Westlock for text at 630-630. And there's some beauties here that have come in uh, so far. One of the early texts, Bob, Barry Trotz out of Lloydminster. Barry Trotz is going to go to Minnesota and be with Paul Fenton. Uh, those two spent time together in Nashville. That comes to us from JB. JB, Barry Trotz is represented by Gil Scott. Guess who Bruce Boudreaux is represented by? Gil Scott. Uh, that is a possibility, what you're suggesting, JB. But as a rule of thumb, uh, Barry and uh, Barry and Bruce are pretty good friends. And I don't know if, uh, I guess we'd have to see. Uh, maybe if there'd be a landing spot for Bruce somewhere else. But I, I think that in a, an ideal world, Barry would probably try to avoid taking Bruce Boudreaux's job. That's just the sense I get. You can text us at 630-630. Uh, tweet us at Oilers. Now, uh, this text comes in from, and see what's happening here, Brendan. This is a recalibrating on the fly, and I'm trying to get to the ones that came in early into the show. Um Bob and Brendan, you guys should have opened up with the long and winding road for Barry Trotz and Alexander Ovechkin. Who would have thought that the Caps would play with uh, such chemistry? Just goes to show how many things have to come together at the right time to have a shot at Lord Stanley. And that comes to us out of Lackle Bush. And you know what, Brendan? 100% agree with that. Think back a year ago. A year ago at this time, Connor McDavid was up for the MVP of the league. Cam Talbot finishes fourth in the league in uh, Vezina voting. Peter Shirelli is up for executive of the year, voted by the other executives, may I add. Uh, Todd McClellan up for coach of the year. The Oilers seen as a likely favorite uh, to come out of the Western Conference. Conversely, the Washington Capitals. Kevin Shattenkirk, Capitals eliminated again a year ago at this time by the Pittsburgh Penguins after Brian McClellan loaded up that team for a run, right? Kevin Shattenkirk was going to go. Was Justin Williams part of that group that was out of the equation there? And people thought, well, now Washington's going to take a step back. Instead, they had another very successful season, won the division, and they've Exercise the uh, demons of the past come playoff time. Well, they kept the core together first, but yeah, they did some minor tweaks and they added guys like Kempney, who all of a sudden fits like a glove next to Carlson, and uh, Devontae Smith-Pelly, Bob, another guy they brought in that no one really thought would have this sort of impact. So minor tweaking, but the core has always been together, and that's Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Backstrom, and Carlson, and then Oshie the last few years as well. There we go. Again, you can text us at 630-630. This text out of Edmonton, Bob, come on, man. Ovechkin all the way. He is a warrior. And Matt has texted the show to say, Bob, why is Edmonton so obsessed with individual awards? Pretty sure the Capitals don't care who wins the Smythe. Oh, yeah, it's because the Oilers can't win a team award. Well, you know what? People a year ago said Washington couldn't win a team award. In this league, things can change in a hurry. We'll hit on that with spec when we come back. Thinking of uh, changing in a hurry. 
the general perception is might have a lockout coming up in 2020. There is nobody that we have as a regular guest on this show that's closer and more connected to Gary Bettman than John Shannon. He had this to say on whether or not we'd have a lockout in a couple of years' time. You know, I, I, I think that they're I think they're happy. I think what we're going to find at the end of this series, if it goes seven, that uh, there's going to be some grumbling how long it took to play seven games. Okay. And I think even, even internally, there'll be some grumbling how long it took to play seven games. Um, you, you know, the uh, if it does go seven games, it'll take eight days to play the last three games, Bob. Two days between each game. Right. Very basketball-like. And I, I just don't think that's in our DNA. Um, and so so that's something that, even though it's driven by television, particularly American television, I wouldn't be surprised to hear or see the commissioner say that we, we have to improve it and there should only be a two-day gap between games six and seven. So that, that's it. But everything else, I mean, I, right now, you know, their sponsorship dollars are up, uh, distribution dollars are up. Uh, people are talking about the game a lot more. They, the ratings are very good in both countries. When you consider no Canadian team in Canada, the ratings are good. And Vegas has created a, a, a following. So I, I mean, I think that uh, I think Gary Bettman's sleeping very well at night these days, and there's not many worries. All right. Well, you know where I'm going with this. Like, we, there's going to be a decision here. I guess the NHLPA has the first. Is that how it works? The NHLPA technically could opt out in 2020. There's a two-week window next September, September of 2019. Okay. Uh, that can say that uh, that at the end of the 2019-2020 season, there's an opt-out. And PA gets to do it first, and then two weeks later, the league gets to do it. What's your sense right now? And it's very preliminary, obviously. But you, I mean, you just—I well, don't—I I don't think there'll be a lockout. I really don't. I don't think there'll be a work stoppage. By the way, in, if you're in the league office, it's a work stoppage. If you're at the PA, it's a lockout. It's, okay. Uh, those, 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 that's the just term. like when I used the term parity in the National Hockey League when Gary Bettman came to town and he educated me that it was competitive balance. Competitive balance. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. All right, that's John Shannon from yesterday's uh, edition of Oilers Now. And when it comes to Bettman, he's the guy that's going to know. 1228 in Edmonton, off to a Randy Kilburn Global News Weather Traffic Update. And then when we come back, uh, we will hook up with Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta on Oilers Now.